Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's let's get get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered. Oh, my word. We're doing it again. We're back. Episode 116. Dear, dear, dear. Today? What the fuck's today? Like the 10th of December, 2014, buddy. Mm -hmm. I'm pumped. I'm heading out. California tomorrow. My man, Chupapalooza. (laughs) Nice. Looks like the weather's lined up. That December... Flights are always a bit tricky. <laughs> the December gamble. <laughs> yeah. It's either you're going to go on a sweet trip or you're just going to hang out at the airport for like 36 consecutive hours. <laughs> well, it looks like everything is lined up. Heading out there tomorrow morning. Less than 24 hours. No shit. Chup's picking me up, taking care of me. Uh, sounds like Hengel is going to be down there too. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Q, all the boys. Should be a fucking fantastic time. Looking forward to that. What have you been up to? Are you pumped? Surely you're pumped. Tell me you're pumped, John. Um, I'm getting pumped. <laughs> By myself right you're now. A little pumping? <laughs> yeah. Pump, pump and dump? Hobby-wise, not a lot. I've been working on trying to get my mojo, so I've been listening to Warhammer podcasts. Okay. Some of them I'm getting into. Uh, yeah. I got a little taste yesterday of some healing hammer. Healing Hammer. They they've been going on about the puns at the beginning of the episodes. Yeah, I, being a pun guy, I rather enjoy it. Oh, see, I'm a I'm an anti pun guy. Oh, so I have extreme extreme dislike. We're like the Dan and Wayne of the states. <laughs> I'm the bald pun guy. You're the anti pun guy over there. Well, then you're like, what? What's this episode about? I can't. It's like yeah. I'm having to figure out a puzzle before you download it. Yeah. What's, it's like doing a crossword, dude. You got to figure no, out the clue, man. Not a crossword. I'm more of like a word search kind of guy. Yeah. Crossword's too hard. <laughs> I might come up with a fucking good pun name for this episode, bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you getting stoked up for Christmas or what? Christmas? Yeah. Um, yeah. Christmas is all right. Kelly going to give That's up some booty for Christmas or what? <laughs> it should be. Nice. <laughs> Got some for Thanksgiving, so <laughs> I don't know why why I wouldn't. Yeah, Christmas is always weird for the, you know, because most of, I don't know if this is what it's like for you, but, you know, it's mostly what I'm into is hobby stuff, and if I wanted something hobby-related for Christmas, I would just buy it, <laughs> and so it's kind of, you know, I could try to think about something I wanted, and then... Tell her what be explicit what it is and where you got to go to get it. You get and, ready to send it back when it's wrong. Yeah, you could fucking hint, give her a hint and get her the anal training kit. It's <laughs> the anal training kit. I think it's a series of incrementally larger butt plugs. <laughs> Work up to the girth of the Raj. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> so, like the first one, and you're there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> First step, you're there, baby. Yeah, it's in. Is it in? <laughs> it's in, baby. <laughs> oh. Well, I've been listening to Savage, and the issue is you got to get like a bigger butt plug than what you think you should get because in the moment it can like fly out of your butt. Yeah. If you like funny con- angle. constrict it or something, it'll shoot out. <laughs> so, uh,. He suggests getting like the next size up that uh, you know looks like it's too big, but you'll yeah. get it in there. <laughs> I feel like 
feel like I would take his advice on this. So <laughs> he, probably, he probably knows what's going on. So yeah. yeah. Well, you been painting some models then, or what? No, but I did finish remodeling my bathroom, and it is on my list to finish this Orctonian that's been on the paint table for months. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hard to get motivated when who knows where Bretts are headed. But I'll that's do it anyway. True. Just keep on. I going. just want to crank out some shit. Once my motivation lands. It'll take off like a fucking jet car, dude. It's been in a landing pattern for some time now. It's been grounded. <laughs> <laughs> Not even taxiing for takeoff. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's finally happening. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been up to plenty of hobby stuff. Not too much uh, Warhammer related. Finished off all my uh, Gorkamorka terrain. Oh, really? I'm already kind of thinking about what I want to do for the next batch. Yeah. But, um, actually, I used for the basing of it. So I've got a couple tables from Bear, and he ended up doing a custom one for me, just kind of like a brown table. And he uh, got me some uh, house paint. You can actually put it into, like, little Tupperware containers. Yeah. And it pretty much, you know, it's airtight, so it kind of keeps almost forever, as far as I can tell. Sure. Or probably a few years at least. So, um, yeah, I've just been using these house house paints to do the basing and stuff. Yeah. Once you thin it out, I mean, it doesn't seem too different than any other kind of paint. So I think if you're working on terrain or something, uh, instead of, you know, you don't really want to use the GW stuff because it's not, yeah. you're paying a premium and the paint's <laughs> not going to go far. Um, so there's like the craft store paints, which you get a little bit more and they're a little cheaper. But I'm thinking, take the GW paints you want, head down to like Lowe's or something, and they can do the color match and it's a yeah. sample size which is probably like an eternity size <laughs> worth of uh, paint for you. But it's latex, not acrylic. Yeah, but it, once it's watered down, I, I haven't seen much of a difference, really. Okay. Maybe some. What, so, what paper. do you paint with this? You paint a table. Uh, well, I, the panel's already tab- uh, the table is already painted, so this is to do the flocking and okay. stuff to match it. Sure. And I've been highlighting a lot of. Uh, so, I just have the brown, which I use for the ground. Doo-doo brown. <laughs> Doo-doo <Sorry>. brown. <laughs> and then, um, actually, what Bear uses for his tables is, uh, so you can do whatever kind of base colors you want, and then just highlight it all with, like, this kind of off-white yellow color. Sure. And it actually looks good, because it, it works on brown, it works on gray, it kind of works on almost any color. So if you do it real thin, it kind of uh, is a bit translucent when you dry brush it on, so it kind of takes on the colors. Yeah. Um, so I've been using this yellow kind of color and dry brushing the uh, flock with that and then kind of actually going over the little bits of terrain and scrap and stuff to kind of make it look like it's dusty okay kind of match the colors um i also broke out my uh wood elf tufts that i had before the bloody wood elves i have like this kind <laughs> of dead looking grass so i broke those babies out i remember that i had some i've been putting it on these guys Forgot about the tufts. I haven't used the tufts in so long, man. <laughs> you ever right. use, use the tufts? Or uh, more just a grass flock guy? I've never used the tufts. Uh, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Because if you use it, I think you still use like just the regular kind of whatever static grass stuff. Yeah. And then if you put in the the tufts, it kind of adds like a three-dimensional element. So you would just put the tuft on top of regular static grass? No. Or just next to it? Or next to it or nearby, it. you know, whatever random assortment on there. Well, that's similar to what I did on the Orctonians then, because I used straight-up static grass, but I also used, I made tall tufts of, like, wispy, wheat-looking mm. grass. How'd you do that? I just bought a pack of fucking 
three inch tall. Oh, that stuff. Fox stuff and, and yeah, I've used that. It's kind of fiddly. It's like, fucking you... fiddly as shit. Yeah. But once you get it on there, it's solid. Yeah. Although it scratch like that. The tops... Once in a while, you'll pick one up and you'll grab it by that, and the fucking yeah. your grass stack will pop off. I remember using that on an old Empire Army a long time ago. Yeah, I like the it look. Seemed a like lot. a pain in the ass. Yeah, I think tufts are the way to go. And then I went back and I actually highlighted it. This is a Hastings tip to highlight the static grass. Yeah, I've always done that. Just dry brush it effectively. Yeah, so it kind of adds a little depth yeah. to it, and you can. Well, it makes it all look more natural because I'll either highlight it with or I'll dry brush it with a yellow or with a cream color. Mm-hmm. So it it just pulls it all together. It doesn't look like you just glued some glued some random grass on there. Yeah. So I've got like this kind of dead looking grass tufts. I got this dead looking static grass. Yeah. That is like a, just a slightly different color. And then I've dry brushed the flock with the yellow. The both of the tufts and the static grass with the yellow kind of ties it all together pretty nicely. Um, but yeah, pics of that will be up on the blog for sure. Uh, the rest of that stuff. Um, the way I painted most of the rest of it is I've got a few different kinds of browns and oranges, and then ended up just mixing like a primary blue, a primary red, kind of just nice, strong, like classic blues, red, green, purple. Sure. Ended up mixing them together. And then, um, so that way I was add to, able to add some color, but nothing like really stood out too much. So you didn't have like this bright purple or bright red or anything else like that. You just add some brown or orange to that. Sure. Or even if you mix like the contrasting color, it kind of tones it down, makes it a little gray. Yeah. And then I'll use a, I use an ink wash of uh, chestnut ink, the uh, Earthshade or the Devlin Mud, and then actually the Ogren Flesh to ink all those. Yeah. That's a recipe from Bear, and that's what he uses to get the kind of rust effect on Hall, his, uh, his uh, rusty contraptions. But, yeah, so super psyched to, to have this all done. Looking forward to some games. Campaign's been going well. The uh, failed bottle check streak is <laughs> unbroken from last <laughs> season, so everybody's been playing pretty cautiously this time around. Yeah. Um, Ledge is being a big, big weenie about everything. He's basically stopped purchase anything for his mob and is just using the same mob over and over and he has a huge stockpile of teeth that he refuses to buy anything with is in it, the game is it possible to raid his base and steal all of his teeth <laughs> no <laughs> we, he's getting pissed because i keep capturing his guys over and over <laughs> and uh yeah otherwise campaign's going well we're gonna have another big campaign day uh with all the terrain and stuff, we'll probably take some picks and maybe do a battle report of some kind. Sure. Otherwise, on the Warhammer front, I got a game in against Andrew. Oh, yeah? At the last point-hammered game night. Did he beat you? No. <laughs> it was uh, ended up being probably the, the most unsatisfying game of Warhammer I've played in a uh, long, long, long time. Just, <laughs> well, there's just three, three different kinds of things going on. First... I'm playing a newer player, so um, you experienced players probably know. Just not super fun playing newbies because uh, you know it's not going to be a super tactical game. Are you saying Andrew's a newbie? He's pretty much a newbie. Despite that he's tactical been playing level. since he was like 15 years old and now he's like 25. <laughs> yeah, he's got a, a newbie level of skill overall, I would say. So there's that thing going on, which is fine. You know, I don't mind playing games just to try out new shit. But then he's running Nagash. Yeah. So there's that thing going on. So now it comes down to whether I can kill that guy or not. And then we use the end times cane magic rules. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. That was... Debaucherous? Well, 
It's just a big random dice roll fest because you got random number of dice you can use to cast, random number to dispel. Um, per spell? Yeah, per spell. No shit. So you say, I want to cast a spell, you roll a d6. That's how many dice you can use. You have to use at least one. So yeah. if you want to cast a big spell, you could just keep rolling like one or two dice for it and never be able to cast it. Or, uh, you know, if your opponent casts something, you could roll ones or twos yeah. for the dice. It was completely random. Most of the turns I ended with dispel dice just because <laughs> you're just kind of sitting there watching Andrew, like, roll his spells, get him off, or he doesn't. I try to dispel, and, well, I didn't roll enough dice, so you, you go it off. Um, so do you, if you roll, like, two to dispel, but he rolled six to cast, do you still have to waste the dispel dice? No, I don't think... Yeah. We didn't play that you had to roll the dispel dice. Okay. But we played that you had to roll at least one casting dice. Yeah. So... Anyways, ended up killing well, Nagash. Doesn't really sound like a lot of fun. No, it wasn't. It was just completely random. Yeah, there was no control. So there's no tactics in the magic phase anymore is what it comes yeah. down to. And it was down to, am I going to kill Nagash or not? And I got three horror units in range, so they're all lore masters now. Yeah. So I ended up just doing bolts of zinch and gateways over and over, <laughs> trying to get it off. Got four or five of them off yeah. in two or three turns and just killed them that <laughs> way with magic. Nice. It was fucking hilarious. So unsatisfying game. Game. Yeah, but... Uh, Not really a game. You're just going through the motions because you can't really control what's fucking happening. Yeah, I mean, because he doesn't... Like, I don't want to engage Nagash. He's got a big ghoul unit. So I'm just kind of sitting on my side. Yeah. He's raising stuff. Yeah, I'm either killing it or getting out of the way. I'm not really moving forward. Yeah. He's not really moving forward with any of his stuff. He's just raising units as best he can. Why didn't he just Operation Grizzly with Nagash? Or is he not a fighter? Uh, well... He is kind of a fighter. Yeah. I don't know if you want to risk that because once you, he starts taking wounds, then you have to use your magic to heal wounds instead of mm. summoning like a 450-point unit. <laughs> <laughs> so you can either like heal a wound or summon like a massive unit of Graveguard, and he's kind of limited by what he has anyways. Yeah. But, yeah, pretty lame. Anyways, looking forward to the Chupapalooza, though. We're cool. using uh, – I'm borrowing an army. High Elves? Yeah, High Elves. <laughs> I got a High Elf Lord on a dragon. That's going to be sweet. Got the big star dragon. Trying that out. Because <laughs> I wanted... I'm thinking if I did do High Elves, I'd probably take a list that either had a dragon or a, one of the dudes on the Phoenixes. Yeah. I'm kind of leaning towards the Phoenix guy, but um, this is the model that they had. So I'm going to try out the dragon. I got a Lore Master. So I'm going to try that out. See how the signature spells work out. Sure. Um, on paper, seems decent to me, but I guess we'll see. Got a sea helm on a sky cutter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's basically it's just like a naked elf hero. Yeah. On a flying chariot. And then a couple archer units, silver helms, tyrannic chariot, lion chariot, <laughs> a small unit of sword masters. Kind of a shit list, but three of the four games are you're partnered up. Okay. So I found even when you do stupid podge lists, usually you know, you'll have something that'll complement your opponent's list. So if in these team games, one bad list isn't a big deal. It's yeah. only if you have if both players are taking a bad list, you might <laughs> run into problems. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so I've been busy, busy all around. All right, fuck it, man. Let's get on to the email of the week. Yeah. We so got here. we got Joseph Pagano yeah. writing in regarding a failed army project. Uh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> 
So he had this grand dune dark elf idea he was going to put together. <laughs> I'm going to take two Forge World Dread Moths to represent Shai Halud or Shaitan, depending on which book you're following, <laughs> <laughs> and run them as Charybdises. Charyb- Charybdises? Charybdises. Um, so he bought one and shaved the fancy base down to fit on a 50 millimeter wide base. Um, he's meant to be on like a chariot, or he says a screaming bell base. Um mm-hmm. He, he bought Reaper Bones Great Worm mounted on a 40 mil base. Yeah. Kitbashed a Corsair on its back to use as a Dreadlord slash Master on Peg because every Dark Elf army needs a handful of those fucking yeah, dickweeds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he planned on taking a horde of Witch Elves and a Cauldron of Blood. He was going to look into exchanging the Statue of Cain for a worm model that he would paint gold. Also, the blood would be painted as water. That's mm-hmm. kind of a cool idea. <laughs> fucking dang. So, It'd be weird to paint. Paint water. water, yeah, because they'd just be blue, so it wouldn't I think, be realistic. I think really, whatever you know? it was in or on, you would just paint the water part darker. The same yeah. colors as what's underneath it, but a little darker. I think that would look cool. And then when you were all done and you'd clear-coated it, you'd go back and put some art coat on the water uh, so it shined or shone, whatever. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, so he says all of his fast calves would be mounted on scorned razor worms from Warhounds. This is one of the straws that broke the camel's back on the project because they're like 14 bucks each on eBay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he required 30 of them. <laughs> this, uh, see, this kind of legwork could have been done way earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After spending much time looking into casting his own, his mind began to wander towards overpriced models that are in high demand, such as squigs and squig herders, gluing them to bases, priming them, and putting them on eBay. Mm. Who would ever know? So he decided against it. Fraud really isn't his forte. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll fucking run with that idea. <laughs> so then the other reason that he says the army idea failed, because he already has a dark elf army and didn't want another dark elf army, seemed completely different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus he got laid off. So <laughs> Said if he went on a Warhammer spending extravaganza, his girlfriend would smother him in his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for the email. What is it with... So that's the third Dark Elf Dune army. I've I've seen, seen two done. Of, yeah. yeah, so uh, Jake Bromley has one. Yeah. In the UK, I don't know if it's Weird Porn Matt that has one. Somebody in the UK has one because I've seen pictures. Yeah. And then, so this one's proposed. I don't... I think why is it the dark? Why is it the Dark Elves? I don't get why the Dark Elves would be better for this. Uh, Wouldn't it be like people? Well... I was recently thinking about this because we've been kind of hashing through themes and I wanted some theme ideas. And it was one of them that came to mind was to do this, uh, a Dune themed army. But I think because Dark Elves are a smaller army and have big, cool monsters, because you wouldn't, if you did like Empire, mm-hmm. what the fuck would you do? Because you'd want some big ass worms and shit. Okay, so the monster aspect. And, and plus, it's just a smaller army. You don't got to do uh-huh. 50 bros with halberds, which isn't oh. 50 dudes with halberds doesn't fit the Dune theme at all anyways, because you wouldn't have a unit of like 50 Fremen running around. If yeah. you did, they'd have guns anyway. Not a bunch of fucking dumbass halberds. That's what I'm saying, yeah. You can't take out the Empire fucking- Empire handgunners, dude. You can't take out the barrier wall with a bunch of fucking halberds, man. You need bombs and shit. <laughs> so, the, the family atomics? Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could come up with some magic themes to fill those gaps, but... Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the monster. The, everybody wants to put the big worm in there. This is definitely true. I guess if you don't put the big worm in, people just think it's a desert theme. I love to go it's around... It's not a dude. It's a dune the big, theme, man. It's not a desert theme. I love to go around putting the big worm in any chance I get. 
<laughs> so okay. Anyways, cheers for the fucking uh, voicemail, buddy. Yeah. Cheers I for, mean, the, for the failure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel your pain. Lots definitely, of money spent. Definitely. Lots of time pissed away. I still got a fucking box with like twenty-five or thirty half-converted <laughs> Reichland Ogre oh, models. Dear. Oh so, dear. There you go. Okay. All right, we got uh, voicemail of the week. Yeah, here. I think we got some more failed goodness here. Let's rock it. Guys, this is Christian Bayer out in California, South Bay Area. I uh, run a weekly Warhammer group. We call ourselves the Irresistible Force. Uh, I wanted to thank you for sending out the Wapaka Primer to us. I'm going to be running a one-day, three-game tournament on December 14th uh, using your your primer. And I uh, got a lot of the guys from Leadership 2 coming down and uh, planning on playing through this shit and, and seeing what we can work out to uh, head out that way and, and rape everyone at Wapaka. And the uh, main reason I was calling was about the failed hobby progress. Uh, I had an army that I was working on, uh, vampire counts, and I had it all built and uh, was ready to start working on it. I'd done a little bit of painting, testing, and uh, I was, of course, having a wife regulated to having my hobby area in the garage. And the army was sitting on a shelf, and a raccoon got into my fucking garage and was rummaging around through shit and managed to unbalance a two-by-four that was leaning up against the wall. The two-by-four fell and hit the shelving, and four shelves collapsed down onto the floor and crushed my fucking army. Needless to say, that army just got swept up into a box and has never been built again. So that's my failed hobby progress. And keep up the good work. Enjoy the show. Suck my balls. (laughs) Poor bastard. Those dirty rakins. Fucking rakings. I don't know, man. I'm thinking maybe some kind of Skaven assassin got in there. Got a runner, maybe. Doing a little sabotage. Yeah. Uh, one of the have things. Have you had any wholesale damage like that? No, I never have. But I'm always super fucking careful with shit. Mm-hmm. Everything's in its own bin, protected from the elements, the sunlight. Dust. It's got a climate controlled. Yeah. <laughs> Closet. <laughs> when I remodel one of my bedrooms, <laughs> there's a vault in there. Yeah, like a safe room. This bro needs to put the smack down on his old lady, making him be out in the garage with his hobby projects. That's yeah. Fucking bullshit. I don't know. Maybe in California it's different. Yeah. It's just like another room. It's kind of nice out there. Oh, that's not a bad point, actually. <laughs> you wouldn't fucking dream of that here. Or here, yeah. All your green stuff like shit would nine be nine months out of off. the year. Yeah. yeah, it's too cold to put anything in there. Three months of the year, it's too hot and humid to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. Mm-hmm. All awesome. right. Yeah, thanks for the, yeah, appreciate for the, that. the voicemail, Christian. And, uh, yeah, the primer scenarios you referenced, those are up on the... We'll pack a site, and uh, so you can see these are the same ones used at the Wixom Primer in Michigan. Uh, so you can kind of see the point breakdowns and <laughs> how the scenarios would look on the sheet. It's three three of the scenarios. Uh, the stuff for Packa is basically going to follow that same kind of format, not too dissimilar from previous years. Yeah, so, yeah. If you're going, check it out. Moving on, event of the week, bro. We can talk about mayhem. Yeah, merry mayhem. Mayhem was a fucking hoot this year. I had fun playing Warhammer again. Yeah, the VFW. Such a great a, venue. Yeah, that was a really great venue. I fucking told you, bro. Cheap ass beers. I was, was on that? the wagon at the moment, so I drank seven non-alcoholic St. Pauli girls oh, over nice. the or pff, whatever they were. I don't remember Bush Bush uh, or Duels, maybe whatever. Mm-hmm. It's all a blur. Yeah, I drank that, enough. It was there last year too? Yeah, it's the same okay. venue. I drank yeah. enough NA beer to feel sick. <laughs> yeah, I was getting like these spotting Oktoberfests. They're like a buck seventy-five yeah. for a pint. 
and like oddly, a six dollar drink anywhere else. The fucking cans of NA were like two seventy five. Paying a premium. That's some fucking bullshit. Cost more to take it out, dude. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, the the event was was well run, fun times. Yeah, you had these cool battle mats. I don't know what the hell they were. I'm sure. He's discussed them on Wisco Dice at some yeah, point. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, like the big, almost like giant mouse pads, like six by four, and they had interesting designs. Yeah, so they were like them. super. I think that was a Kickstarter, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe. We should do some investigation if we're going to talk about something. <laughs> yeah, they look look really cool. Yeah. About 80 bones a piece. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I want to check back next year and see how well they hold up. Sure. If they get all frizzy and shit like that. But Yeah. Um, a lot of the tables had some good terrain. The uh, yeah. Christmas stuff was properly proportioned. I'm just remembering from, I think, two or maybe three or four years ago. When some of those tables got overloaded with Christmas with holiday stuff. terrain, so, yeah, <laughs> holiday terrain, everything was uh, well proportioned out there. Yeah, I uh, had some good games. Not really gonna get into it. I took my yeah. MSU Demons, had two wins and a loss. Actually, I lost his first round. I was playing Rotor. We set Ooh. up a game, and uh, yeah, it ended up not going that well. I got all the objectives. I captured all the terrain, but um, you had a lot of little flitty units, which yeah. are tough for me to deal with because um, I can't really redirect that well because you have to pass a leadership check. So I'm on a s- one try at a seven. So I have a lot of units almost like losing turns because I declare a charge and flee with some skinks. I don't manage to redirect and like that's it. Uh, but he's using the Rajladon in this that that model is fucking sweet as hell. I think that, that big dinosaur is probably my favorite one. So that's a shame that the rules for it aren't much better, um, but he he did a good job of beat up uh, flesh hounds well enough. I'll tell you, that. Yeah. <laughs> tell you that. I mean, it's mobile move seven. He kind of ran it forward and then pulled it back, and that it you know made a nice piece for stopping my flesh hounds that showed up. Right, it just moves in front, charge in, do a couple wounds, but then um, you know after that I'm only strength four. He gets a thunder stomp and stuff. <laughs> um, he ended up taking it. By, uh, I can't remember the, the margin, maybe 500 to 1,000. Got into his big Saurus block with the Slan and the Scarvets, and um, couldn't really get through those Scarvets. He had the bubble up, uh, weapon skill 10 going on. So my damage output was really slow Yeah, trying to grind through those guys. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, all right. I, there was only one Dark Elf dude at the whole tournament. Yeah, did you get him? Sam Frank, round one. I drew the. <laughs> I was playing my ogres, so I drew the Morathi fucking Dark Elf list. Like, God fucking damn it! But Ratman has given me some tutorials. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, last year on how to, or was it early this year? Whatever on how to play this army. I played him a few times with it, so I felt like I had a decent idea going in what to do. I just couldn't make it happen, and um, pretty much spent my game trying to take out Marathi and not being able to and uh trying to avoid purple suns <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh yeah it was a good game sam frank he's a good dude um just an unfortunate draw and you got to get a little lucky in that case because <laughs> or at least i would have to mm-hmm. um i think i took a minor loss on that one but i did score all the objective points um Excellent. Really, the whole point is try to pin Marathi down with the shooty stuff. Try and just keep fucking wailing on her to kill her if you can kill her. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have her fleeing a few times because he'd bring her up and I'd get some charges on her, like with the Mornfang. That happened twice. and uh, <laughs> But he would just run away. Uh-huh. So uh, it would have been uh-huh. nice to have some death magic so I could doom and darkness her ass. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the rest of his shit I just chewed up, but okay, it was all right. It was all right. One of these days I'll beat that fucking Marathi list. <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe I'll start uh, running some Dark Elf proxy armies for you, bro. <laughs> all right, on Thursday games night. <laughs> <clears throat> I'd actually start showing up, which I hope to maybe fucking mid-late January. Uh, oh, now it's a mid to late January. Sometime in January, dude. Well, first it was January. Before that was December. Get off before my Before that ass, was bitch. November. I don't feel bad at all, so... I'm not <laughs> trying to make you feel bad. <laughs> I'm just trying to point out you've been saying this for a while. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, <laughs> so you had a good time at Mayhem? Well, yeah, I had a couple other games. Um, I played Paul Wagner round two. Have you seen his army? Spiders? All spiders. Yeah, they're cool. Four big bosses, all on giant spiders. Snagla, giant Sna- spider. Snagla? What's Great shaman on a huge spider. Is that Snagla? Who's, it's a special character. Snagla grab spit. <laughs> Super cool army, though. I just wanted to point out the theme. Like, everybody... There was a unit of 37 spider riders. <laughs> a couple of, like, smaller units of spider uh, riders. He had two doom like divers, too, but... <laughs> Two Doom Divers, everything, otherwise everything else was on spiders. I'm feeling like this probably turned out like the last Wagner matchup with the Squig-themed yeah. army. Yeah, I think <laughs> by the bottom of turn two, he had nothing left, period. <laughs> Might have been turn three, <laughs> but he, he ambushes the huge unit of 37 Spider Riders. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't come on until like turn three. That or may I, When they came on, by the time they came on, my whole army just turned and fucking caught a hold of them. Nice. Suck it. Anytime I play Paul, it's one of those days where everything goes my way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) feel kind of bad, but yeah. And then last round, I played a lizard man dude. James Clark was his name. Super cool dude. He was newer to the game. I think he took some time off and came back, but he was fucking cleaning my clock pretty well. Oh, yeah. It was just a turn six swing where I got his slam to flee and then was able to fucking kill him. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I put him in between all these units, and then he's just fleeing every which way, and <laughs> the good old fucking Saber Tusk was able to fucking run his ass down. Good old Give me a, a win, yeah. But uh, the games were fun, because uh, Screw City, the Beastman list I took was so bad, I really didn't have much fun gaming at all, so mm-hmm. it was nice to play some games and have some fun. And I think he was allowing Nagash at this, but I didn't encounter any of that, weird, or End Times, or some shit. I didn't encounter uh, any Laura of that. Death was in play. Okay. I don't yeah. think you could use Nagash. Okay. I didn't encounter any of that weird shit, so... I think I might have been using the... Yeah. No, I did, for some reason, I don't think Nagash was possible that he'd be there. Yeah. Or else my list would have been different. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's fuck... You got anything else to say about Mayhem? No, I took... Uh, good times. I took Champion of the Brush and Player's Choice, so mm. cheers for all the votes on that. Yeah. A couple more... Oh, hey, speaking of which, I won this badass Cthulhu Christmas tree ornament, mm. which my girlfriend says is not going to be allowed on our tree. Oh, really? If you want it, you can have it. Well, I'll take it, but I feel like the same ruling <laughs> will apply. <laughs> the judge will overrule yeah. oh, the maybe. badass Cthulhu ornament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks like a cookie. Yeah. I just want to take a bite out of it. Someone said it was handmade, but then in the on the box it was clearly made in China. Yeah. So <laughs> Somebody handmade one, and then, then they Press molded them. <laughs> they have bajillions of them. It looks like bake putty or something, though. So. Mm-hmm. Either way. Right, cool Cthulhu it. ornament. So, uh, fucking audiobook or regular book? I've been fucking hurting for books. I just picked up a new one, which I haven't started yet, so I'll talk about that in the future. Otherwise, I have nothing to read, so I, I'm still trying to chug through the second book in the World War series by <laughs> Turtle Dove, but it's so bad. It's just Fizzled, awful. huh? There's some interesting characters, but most of the characters, it's like, who fucking cares? 
So mm-hmm. still can't recommend Turtle Doves World War. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I listened to the MVP, which is book four in the Galactic Football League series. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah, it was really awesome. This is probably one of my top three series of all time to listen to. Um, yeah, it kind of picks up where I left off. So good. Each year they, like, add a few new players. So, like, yeah, at this point, almost the whole team is fleshed out. Yeah. And they each, you know, they're interesting characters. They've been on, you know, they always have some uh, off-season adventures. Yeah. Or uh, during their bye week, they always get up some shenanigans as well. It, it's really good. The production value is read by Scott Sigler, which is the author. Okay. And all kinds of voices. They've got the radio. Yeah. Um, you know, when they cut to a radio program, it's got like all the like all the radio effects. Sure. You know, you'd expect. And then when they're in the stadium, you can hear the crowd. And okay. like, you know, when they, uh, you so can hear the, the slamming of the players together. It's almost like a, like a movie. audio production. Yeah. Uh, but not over the top. Okay. By any means. It's nice and subtle. It's really good. They uh, added a, a new, there's like a new race that joined the team. Yeah. So it's kind of a scandal kind of thing going on where okay. one team has a new race and they're uh, not sure if it's fair yeah some of some of the teams aren't, aren't into it but it's it's so good like if you like football at all you're gonna really love the series because okay. it's super in-depth and even if you have a mild interest in it i think you'll you'll really enjoy it um, <laughs> so definitely the mvp and i think there's going to be another one coming out pretty soon because this one also ended in like a cliffhanger so pretty psyched about that. Um, other than that, me and Kelly, we got a new Blu-ray the other day. So it has a YouTube app. So we're watching all these YouTube shows. Yeah. We've been watching uh, fucking Candy vs. Benny, dude. No shit. She loves it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, all the episodes are on YouTube. The older ones? Or are there new stuff on there? Looks like they're up to season six. So oh, shit. The last time I uh, watched them, uh, they're only up to season four. But I think... I don't know. Probably the best episodes are in season three and four. Yeah. Because, like, these challenges in, like, season six, they kind of follow the same formula where Kenny comes up with really, really elaborate, almost like tricks to play on Spenny. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're almost not even really competing. It's just, like, Kenny playing, like, a really big trick on Spenny. Sure. <laughs> each time. So this is, uh, if you don't know. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. It's two guys, and they engage in competitions each episode. So one of them is who can stand for the longest. So, or who can go the longest without getting a stain. They're, like. <laughs> so they spray and shit at each other? Well, they have, like, these complete white suits. And then there's rules, like, you can't get the other guy. Stain so like, but then Spenny's always upright and pretty honest. Uh, he usually doesn't cheat, but then Kenny's always trying to cheat like the entire time. Yeah, it's pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, I have to check that out. I didn't know those guys were still at it. Oh yeah, a lot of classic episodes. Okay, like, who can stay tied to a goat the longest? <laughs> um, who can go the longest without getting a boner? <laughs> and then they put themselves into high risk boner situations, like sit and watch porn, or like go to the titty bar, or like yeah, go to the like gym. That. And in the end, they have to bring in some strippers to like rub on them, <laughs> so you can see how that turns out. But yeah, who do gay guys like more? They both go on a date with a gay guy. And they're like, <laughs> it's nice. fucking hilarious. So they're all on YouTube. Yeah. Just fucking go check them out. Um, we'll probably be talking about 
a fair number of YouTube shows, future <laughs> okay. episodes, because there's a lot of cool free stuff out there. Yeah. So you don't even really need, you know, if you're hard up, you don't even really need subscription services. Just find it on the tube, man. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Moving right along then, eh? What do we got? Current Obsession. Okay. So I did watch season two of The Peaky Fucking Blinders. Okay. And that was amazing, but that's not what I want to talk about. All right. All right. I've been fucking completely hooked on Rehab Addict on Netflix. <laughs> if you watch this shit. Mm, Being yeah. that I have these house projects going, I fucking watch hours of this shit now. Okay. So I'm picturing some addict and then um, to try to get him to go to rehab. No, and it's like a house remodel in. show. Oh. This little blonde woman who like does all this fucking housework goes around sometimes wearing like tight pants okay. <laughs> ripping walls out of houses remodeling design so she goes to people's houses and remodels them or she buys her own house and remodels it's based uh out of the twin cities too so mm-hmm. they're in that area or detroit either do they film exclusively the during summer no not they at do all winter stuff oh, cool. they do some winter shit so if you're into anything homey definitely check it out it's been i fin- i finished my bathroom renovation because i was watching so much of that and just getting stoked up to make some progress <laughs> so it really worked <laughs> to get me done with that so nice yeah rehab addict okay i think well, only season one is on netflix but there's a handful of other you're eagerly there. anticipating <laughs> season can't wait till season two drops yeah season two of peaky blinders was good it was only six episodes though so mm-hmm. okay we got a hastings pick this episode yeah what are we talking here? Well, this music pick's going to be Hillbilly Casino is this band. They're Rockabilly Act. And this song's going to be called Psycho. Roger that. It feels good to be a psycho.
All right. So let's do some fucking point hammered history. Yeah. So this right. time, I would like to talk about our first trip out to lacrosse. Okay. Where Chad Hansen, we didn't know those guys too well back then. So but, what, what year do you, maybe like, oh, oh five or oh, six five years ago? Or, oh, that's oh. like 10 years ago. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. Five, well, let's oh, run with it. Yeah. Seven, maybe. So sometime in there. Chad went out on a limb and let some random gamers that were coming to town stay at his fucking place. So we go out there and get completely yeah, I think fucking smashed. We played in the tournament and then went yeah. out, right? I don't remember if it was the night before. Because I think that was one of those, somehow I have to play Warhammer uh, tomorrow night. Maybe. Um, so we, we fucking, somehow we end up going out, because that was the plan all along. Okay, okay. Getting completely hammered, like dancing on the bar, shots all night with those guys. Because remember, we didn't yeah. do shots back then, yeah. and they did lots of shots. <laughs> so we drank our normal amount of beer and did a million shots. <laughs> yeah. And then as we're leaving the bars to walk back to Chad's... Is this when it was like completely rainstorming? Or no, is this- because I was... No, that was a couple years later, a year okay. or two later. That's another story. <laughs> but okay. we, remember, we were leaving the bars. I had just gotten this new white T-shirt that I really liked, and these two guys were fighting in the street. And one of them's like, come on, bro. I don't want to fight. Come on, man. Yeah, I was like in a parking garage. Yeah, it's right in front right? of a parking garage. So then I went up there. I'm like, I'll fucking fight you, dude. So, <laughs> so I started like wrestling and fighting with this guy. I'm like, dude, if you punch me in the face, I'm going to rip your fucking head off. So we're just kind of wrestling around. And I remember I, got, I still had that white shirt. And it's still dirty from <laughs> the first time I wore it when I got into a fight in lacrosse. <laughs> and then we go back to Chad's. And I'm like, so... Nobody was driving that night. Yeah, I was so yeah, hammered. I'm like throwing people's grills off the balcony at his apartment building and shit. Mm-hmm. And then somehow I end up in the parking lot laying on the fucking, laying, using a parking block as a fucking pillow. Oh, Remember I was hiding around the corner? One. Oh, yeah. So, check on me? <laughs> yeah, so I <laughs> went out there. I'm like, we're going in now, John. You're like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, we kind of waited for you when I was out there. <laughs> and, like, I could see you were kind of hiding hide behind the corner. <laughs> I was like, John? John? I'm like, I saw you behind that corner, John. And then you go, Joe, are you mad at me? <laughs> I was so fucking wasted. I remember that moment. I remember laying in that parking lot. Yeah. And then, so somehow I finally went in, yeah, and that I was, was like, the year I puked come on up. all over Chad's fucking bathroom. I didn't, they, they, you guys locked me in a room, and I farted it up so bad that in the yeah, morning, you yeah, yeah. opened the door, uh, and you're like, it stinks real, like farts in here. Yeah, I was really glad I didn't have to sleep in that room. And I had fucking puked everywhere in the bathroom. I used that the whole roll of toilet paper cleaning it up. Is that when you were like? Taking a shit and puking. No, that was the year after because that was when I puked in the bathtub while taking a shit in the toilet. (laughs) This is just like a conventional run of the mill puking situation. Let's see, the first year we went, I didn't even make it to the bathtub. I took a step in the bathroom and it all just came Uh. out. The second year is when I really had to poop and puke at the same time. So at least I got them both in a spot that wasn't all over the fucking floor and wall. (laughs) Sounds like a step up. So that's how we made friends, yeah. proper friends with the he lacrosse invited guys. You, he invited us back. He did. So for some god awful reason. It took a year, but yeah. <laughs> then he had forgotten, really. Yeah. That was our first lacrosse trip. Oh, that, that was the beginning of the Oktoberfest tournament yeah, for us. That's a nice piece of point hammered history there. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, buddy. Yeah, no problem, man. Let's fucking move, move on. on. What do you got for a blog pick? Yeah. This one 
is the From the Tabletop blog. That's uh, Holy Hammer Hearn, Steve Herner, running the Holy Wars GT. No shit. And he's got an awesome series of blog posts about all the tables that he's building for the event. So if you follow him on Twitter, you can see all these awesome tables that he's building, you know. Uh, but if you go on the blog, he actually has, like, step-by-step, like, instructions of, like, how everything was accomplished. Sure. For, uh, looks like... I don't know if all of them are on there, but uh, definitely quite a few of of the tables are on there. Yeah. So that's super cool if you're looking to build a, a, a table or some terrain. So I've been, you know, thinking about terrain a lot lately, and you know, now that this Morka stuff is wrapped up, I might try to do some more just kind of generic fantasy type terrain yeah. to use for Warhammer games in my place. So I've been looking at a lot of terrain, uh, making blogs and stuff like that. So this one. Uh, is really awesome. We'll have a link to that in sure. the show notes. Okay. I, uh, I've been following up on the same, so I'm intrigued to check this out. Mm-hmm. All right, man. What do we got next? Army theme Army of the week. Theme. This is your pick. Yeah. So. What are you thinking here? So, okay. It's an army theme. We're never going to do. Should be that, yeah. You're never going <laughs> to do. So. you thought about it all. What I've been wanting to do, uh, I've been thinking a lot about armies and just how you approach them these days and you know what it's about and a big part of it is telling a story with your army so you can't mm-hmm. just you can't just build and paint an army that doesn't work anymore you got to be telling a story so what i've always wanted to do and what i think would be really awesome would be to do a weathered army so i'm super guilty of painting every single model super crisp and super clean mm-hmm. you know okay so i got beastmen that are crisp and clean with like bright blue fucking loincloths when in reality yeah. they'd be completely covered in shit and dirty and matted and fucking stinky mm-hmm. but not my fucking beast men or men <laughs> so pop. um i don't know if i've seen this or not but the first army that popped into my head along these lines was doing a bretonian army so you just weather them you know because you got all the like comparisons on the, on the horses trail you put holes in them you make them look ragged and dirty and um make it look like they've been traveling because every single army you put on the table looks like they all just got up, washed all their clothes, yep. shined all their armor, bathed, <laughs> polished up their weapons, uh-huh. went you know, out. For like some armies, you know, that's appropriate. Yes. But, then, but is it really? If if you're in a war on a campaign, it's really not. Mm-hmm. Like if there's an Empire army that's been out campaigning against orcs for fucking five years, they're not going to look pretty and clean. They're going to be beat yeah. and ragged. They're going to be veteran status, all gristled, and every dude has a fucking beard. Yeah, I guess beard. that's true. Because even like you know, high elves or whatever, right? they probably just have... Well, looking at that, you know, how war was in ancient time, like, you just went out and you're wearing, like, your armor and your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't, t- you're not taking showers or... Right. You don't you're have fucking dirty. changes of clothes or anything. So I was thinking about ways to kind of pull this off. And it, I did this, you know, this kind of weathering shit when I did Imperial Guard tanks way back in the So you just kind of like, mean, late like... Late 90s. Like, grimy and dusty? Yeah. Well, I think for the Bretts, as I was thinking it yeah, through, so. how I would do it is... I wouldn't try and glue mud and gravel on because it just looks too thick and huge when you do that. So I think what I would do is just paint the bottoms of all the comparisons brown and just shades of different shades of brown so it looks like they've been dragged through the mud over and over. Mm -hmm. Um, So the tops can still be pretty clean um, and colorful because you do want that in your army still. But the bottoms of everything would be dirty. All Mm -hmm. cloth, you know, weapon, halves, anything that would touch the ground. Shoes would be dirty. Wouldn't be subtle. It'd be like kind of part of the theme. It would be part of the painting. So maybe scheme. like a little bit over the top. 
Yeah, for the, I, for well, the weathering. I think if you're going to make it Just work so. on an army, you know, models is small. You have to do anything over the top. You can't. Mm-hmm. If, if you did it subtly, you could probably pull it off. So I think nobody. It's people probably might not subtly done on a lot of armies, but I, you, know, you just don't notice. Maybe. Yeah. I think that would be a really fucking cool theme, though. So, like, so, what would, like, the metals and stuff? Like, would the knight be normal on top, then? Well, you would... No, because you would add dings and dents to the armor. Uh, maybe okay. bandages on the arms. Repaired armor. Uh, missing pieces of armor. Like a dude without a helmet. He's got, like, a bandage. Yeah. He's got his fucking whole head swabbed up. He fucking... All that shit. You know, like, he's got a... His lance has the tip broken off already, but it's all he's got, so he's still going to charge and blast into something uh-huh. else with it. That could look cool. Like, if you could do the... I don't know how you do, like, the frayed edge. I mean, you almost could use, like, a toothpick or something and bust that. Yeah, To absolutely. try to make it look... Well, you could you know, the way that kind of wood breaks, I yeah. think it might be really hard to sculpt, sculpt yeah. that. I don't know. Well, you could toothpick Dremel the end and stick a toothpick into it and mm-hmm. just at the right thickness. I think that would work, too. That's a good idea. And then, so as you're building and putting shit together, depending on which, if you did Bretts, you wouldn't use a lot of, like, trophies. Say they're out campaigning against, like, beastmen in the mm-hmm. forest of Bretonia, whatever. You'd use a bunch of, you'd have beastmen bodies and shit on the bases, and maybe mm-hmm. your fucking movement tray or your army board would have just a big pile of beastmen bodies they're building up to burn, something like that. Mm-hmm. So you could have all kinds of cool shit, you know, if, if you're doing dwarves or orcs that have been campaigning you would use trophies because those types of fuckers would have like yeah. new banner poles and just random shit ogres would be really cool to do that with too um yeah so piles of pan- you could do the bottoms scraps. of their pants all dirty and shitty their knees would all be dirty their butts would be dirty from sitting in the mud and Fucking dirt not, not wiping <laughs> from not wiping <laughs> and eating so much uh-huh. so that would be my theme. Okay. Something really weathered and badass, which I would do press. That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, you could do that with pretty much any army. Yeah. Really, yeah. That yeah. has clothes. Put some thought Maybe into not it. lizard men. <laughs> but. Well. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't really make sense because they don't seem like the types that would go out campaigning, but. Well, just kind of naked lizards. Defending so the jungle versus forming an army and going out on the road to kick somebody's ass. Mm hmm. So. Okay. All right, man. That's, that's fucking, my fucking theme. Cool idea. Is this a recent idea or something you thought about for thought a it, long time? Thought of it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. <laughs> what do we got for Raj's cheap ass segment this time? Yeah. This time, mixing it up. Don't have a particular link or anything trying to promote. Uh, seems like. Uh, we did get quite a few folks taking advantage of that Audible deal, so that's cool. Nice. I'm eagerly awaiting my next book for that. Um, this one is, and you see why we're not promoting a particular link, but this one is, you know, pretty much I've done all these cheap asses. So this one is to think about your bank. And so up until last year, I kind of just used our credit union where we work. I haven't really thought about Yeah what kind of bank I want to use. We're sure. all the same, but they actually now have these uh, high-yield checking accounts are pretty common Okay, where you have to do a minimum number of transactions per month with like a debit card or something like that. Yeah. Like usually it's 15 I've, I've seen. And um, in exchange, you get a pretty high interest rate, 1.75. Okay. So that's probably six times higher than like a savings account. <laughs> normally those are like three... Usually around three tenths of a percentage. Yeah, um, that's higher than most certificates of deposit, which is like one percent, anything now. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a good deal because that's your money just sitting there. 
Right. So um, you're getting about six times as much. Uh, so, yeah, I switched to an account like this okay. uh, at the start of the year. And then, um, so you got the high interest rate, which is pretty awesome. Um, you know, at least you're getting something back instead right. of your money just sitting there. Um, but this other thing this bank does, which is super awesome, is at the end of the month, I get a refund for all the ATM fees that I pick up. So I can go anywhere and whatever the bullshit fee is, I'll get a refund for that at the end of the month. So sure. if it's like two fifty or five bucks. So if you're at the TD bar and it's a ten dollar, yeah, fee. <laughs> totally. Doesn't matter. I get it all back. Nice, which is fucking awesome. So definitely, if your bank doesn't do that, I would look around and see. I don't know something about that. Just really gets my goat. Those ATM <laughs> fees, John. Yeah, that's why I don't use ATMs, dude. Yeah. Unless we're talking well, you need- ass to mouth. I use that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always try to avoid having to do that shit, but if once or twice a month, I'll find myself in a situation. What you need, my friend, is an apartment building because <laughs> I've been on an all-fucking-cash <laughs> mm-hmm. financial situation here yeah. ever since I picked up that building. But um, So since the start of the year, um, between the interest rate and the... ATM fees, I brought in $318 that I would not have otherwise. Nice. And that's got to mostly be ATM fees. Because <laughs> if you're getting 1.5% annual on a couple hundred bucks in a checking uh, account. Well, it's a little bit more than a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> um, right. So, yeah. So that, with my old bank, that basically be about like 25 or 30 bucks. Yeah. Get. So nice. it's kind of like how banks should be where... You get a little bit of money for them holding on to your yeah. money instead of... Uh, <laughs> so it used to be at M&I, and then they just introduced all these fees where if you don't keep like $5,000 in your checking account at all times, you get like a $7 per month fee. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, didn't you, we used to get money for you using our money? Now like we're paying you to yeah. let you use our money <laughs> to make really risky financial decisions. Yeah, <laughs> to collapse the market, you dickweeds. <laughs> yeah. So... Since I switched, I could have got a Nagash, a Kane, and a Glockin book, uh, <laughs> all for these additional funds. Nice. So, yeah, I'm not going to link anything particular. There's tons of, actually, internet banks out there that only exist on the internet. I know. I make use I can't. of them in my pseudonym world to use PayPal. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. I can yeah. recommend. Uh, so, <laughs> I would definitely check that out because a lot of the high-yield checking are on those. But my, Yeah, mine is NetSpend, and it is a high-yield checking. Okay. Yeah, because I don't, I haven't used them, so I don't want to recommend them. But you use NetSpend? Yeah, I've had good luck with okay. them. Okay, well, you can they throw a link up there for that. They haven't that. fucked me over at all. <laughs> we have been fucked. <laughs> so yeah, that's this month's cheap ass. You mean at the end of the month? Hidden hobby dollars. <laughs> John, it's cheap ass. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I got mildly offended. Yeah. I'm right. probably gonna. Add, I think maybe at the end of the year or something, I'll put together all the combined cheap asses. Because I've been keeping track of all these. Yeah. Um, for some reason this year, I've been really interested in being a cheap ass more more so than in previous years. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, what do you got for question of the month? We question of the month? On? Yeah, we're gonna carry on actually. Um, we've gotten actually a bunch of emails and quite a few voicemails. We only played you know one voicemail, one email, but definitely getting a kick out of all these failed projects <laughs> we could list them sometime if they're yeah we'll probably have like a roundup or something maybe failed, um, after, failed project roundup <laughs> of, of all these um people biting off more than they can chew well definitely makes I, me feel better about my about my own situation yeah <laughs> under my own belt here 
Anyways, right. I think that's it. I All right, man. Uh, hit us up at uh, pointhammered at gmail.com if you want to write in. Yeah. The voicemail is 601-TRY-HPBV. If you want to call in, if you're outside of the States, figure that shit out because I don't give a fuck. Yeah. If you call in, leave that voicemail. We'll get you into the... Uh, and we use it on the air. Yeah. That's the key The key point. Wapaka Vacation Contest entry. Yeah, 2016. 16, a fucking million-dollar value. Yeah. <laughs> if you call every time and we put it on, that's like 25, 30 entries. Yeah. Some shit like that. By the, by the time the next rolls around, yeah. It's worth over 100 bones. It's incredible value. Yeah. And if you win... Yeah, that should be the Rogers T-Pass segment, really. <laughs> Call Before point down to voicemails. <laughs> we'll have an all-voicemail episode. <laughs> Channel name Just that would get be. the people. <laughs> <laughs> the people have spoken. <laughs> uh, let's see. Twitter, I'm at Point Hammered. At Hammered underscore Raj. Um, you Magnificent Bastards blog. Yeah, you Magnificent Bastards. Got the show notes up there. Yep. With links to everything we have talked about. Make sure you time. click through our links to support us. We got links on our website, yeah. on the support section, so and we're not on our blog. Ask anything particular. So uh, just the eBay and Amazon links when you're doing your holiday shopping. Yeah, click through Point Hammered. Hit click that eBay there. link. Let us fucking wet these wet beaks. With the beak. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to everybody who's done that so far. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what else we got, buddy? Oh, that's about it. Is that I it? I think we're going to kick it out of here, huh? All right. This next tune, then, is going to be Hillbilly Casino again. Boom. Boosh. That's my bees. Suck my balls. Woke up Sunday morning with my stuff in the street, and there's no toll taken on me. I was playing with the boys till a quarter past three, and there's no toll taken on me. She said she had to choose, and she didn't choose me, so she cut me loose to set me free. Well, I write another song and erase a memory And there's no toll taken on me No, there's no toll taken on me She opened up by saying, do you want a family? And there's no toll taken on me Cause the money that you're making isn't gonna be three And there's no toll taken on me She said a friend could get me in the corporate scene Cause that's where I needed to be I bought a nine to five, a suit and tie never suit me And there's no toll taken on me no toll taken, no toll taken, no toll taken on me I'm gonna do what I do and it's how it's gotta be And there's no toll taken on me No, there's no toll taken on me Seems to me we live our lives suspended by a string
No toll taken, no toll taken, no toll taken on me I'm gonna do what I do and that's how it's gotta be And there's no toll taken on me No, there's no toll taken on me Test, 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 test. Hey, baby boy, what are you doing? Test. You're not on, buddy. Oh, this is what I sound like. This is not plugged in. Now we're live, dog. Dang. Live. Hey, say something, dude. Live from Steve's <laughs> point. <laughs> <laughs>